Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the new animated film from Lord and Miller. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Yes. Uh, so we will be spoiling Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And please forgive me if I get the title of this movie wrong. That's uh, my toxic trait is not knowing the, the titles of any of the Spider-Man movies. Unless it's got a number behind it. I don't know. What it, I don't know. I don't know. Spider-Verse 2. We're reviewing it. Spider-Verse 2. But yeah, so we will be spoiling it. Uh, there is stuff to spoil, uh, but we will not spoil it until after the news. So, right. Dylan, what you got? All right. So we got um, a slight MCU update here. MCU. Captain America 4, a.k.a. Captain America New World Order, is now oh, also yeah. known as uh, Captain America Brave New World. It's got a new name, Michael. Oh, um, okay. Anthony well, Mackie tweeted a photo of him and Harrison Ford on set. And uh, it was like a reveal of the new the new logo slash name. It's coming out uh, May third, so it's the flagship Marvel title next year. I'm okay, excited about it. What but, What are um, we thinking about the name change? I don't know. I don't even know like where to start here. Um, I feel like it's more like hopeful and sure. It sounds like more of a beginning than like not yeah, Captain America. It, it doesn't say New Captain World Order. Sounds has very um, you know. They they give you very different images in your mind. Yeah, that sounds more bleak and like yeah, militaristic. And this sounds more like hopeful and sure, more Captain America e in my opinion. You know. Yeah, I agree. Wasn't um, one of the Steve Rogers movies was called Serpent Society. Kind of reminds me of that. It was called that for a while. Okay. Um, I don't remember which one. Either two or three, but. There's Wait. a precedent, Michael. Okay. I don't I don't remember that. Eh, it was forever ago. Yeah. You don't need to remember details of movies that are 10 to 15 years old. It's They're, fine. It's all gone. <laughs> um I don't know. I have nothing I have nothing to add to it. I kind of like I kind of like New World Order better. I, Do I? I don't I don't think I care. <laughs> yeah, I just hope it's good. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I care. As as is evidenced you. by uh, I don't know the titles of the Spider-Man films. I the, the title is largely unimportant to me. I'm going to ask you what this movie's called next week, and we'll mm. we'll see what happens. It's mm. not going to be good. Fifty-fifty. They're very close. Um, uh, the next Batman movie, Michael. What's its title? You know what that? You know what that's called? Uh, Batman and Robin. Bo- the, the boy who lived. Oh, okay. <laughs> Batman the, the Brave boy. and the Bold. Okay. The bold the bold boy. Okay. Um, uh this was the upcoming it's like coming out with Superman Legacy, one of the upcoming okay, yeah. DCU James Gunn era projects and we got a reported um director and writer attached to it, Michael. Okay. And what did we get? you you know that they're confident with this Flash movie because they have added Andy Muschietti, who directed it, okay. and Christina Hodson, who wrote it. Um, she also wrote Birds of Prey and the Bumblebee movie. Um, hey, both those movies like, are pretty well written. Yeah, I like her. She's cool. Um, and Andy Muschietti did Flash, and he also did It, Chapter 1 and 2, and Mama, the uh, Jessica Chastain right. movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, okay. So he's a horror dude, but um, 
I will say I saw the Flash yesterday. <gasps> no spoilers. The Batman stuff. The Batman stuff was pretty well. Like that. I I was. I have no complaints about the direction of the movie. So that's good. That's kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's good. It's a weird jump. I feel like from Flash to Batman, but sure. it's all DC, so maybe it's fine. I don't know. I know you, you'll have a stronger opinion after you see it, Michael. We'll talk of about course. it then. Was that but in two like, weeks, right? It's coming up. I don't know. It's been coming out since pre-COVID. I don't even know. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that statistic for you, but it's been coming out for a very long time. Um, good for her. No, well. <laughs> I, okay, I, um, it was announced in 2018. Uh, come on. So, so we we've have been talking about this movie for COVID. six years. For, wow. Yeah, five years. Yeah, whatever. Wow. How about I that? And it's finally here, Michael. You finally get to witness I, it. And so, my other, like, keeping with the theme, I keep calling this movie Flashpoint, and I know that's not what it's called. I know it's just called The Flash. It may as well be. It's fine. But I just keep calling it Flashpoint. So if I, I I'm not stupid. If if you hear me say Flashpoint, I mean the Flash. I just no. He means the animated DC feature adapting of the comic book. Um, actually, I believe you mean the DC anyway. animated film feature. Yeah. Um. Did you like the like? Do you have any strong preferences on the direction of a uh, it one and two? Um. Yeah, actually, I think the direction of it. Chapter one was pretty good, and I think it was pretty poor in chapter two. And I couldn't tell you enough about Mama to really. I don't. I'm sure I. I think I saw it when it came out. It was like 2015, right, or before. Yeah, Long, I, think she oh, threw, I remember ago. her like throwing a baby off a cliff or something. I don't remember anything about that movie enough to talk about it anyway. So I'm only going off of it, and I think he's he's fifty fifty. I think the vibes were right in it. And both yeah. of them. I don't know. Yeah. I think the script was a little bit of... Yeah, maybe it was more of a script problem with um, Chapter 2. I really I wanted to like to. I'm not going to look it up. I don't want to know. Yeah, we'll just let him um, live in our minds as the perfect director. Um, exactly. Oh, hi, Kitty. Oh, she just jumped up. Um, She wanted to hear about... Uh, yeah, she was Andy really interested Muschietti. in Andy Muschietti. She's a big fan. Oh yeah, and Christina Vera, Hudson. She's a Vera, big fan of hers. Too. Very like uh, Christina Hudson. Oh no, she's leaving. Okay, okay, not a fan, no. I guess. You heard it here first, folks. Um. Anyway, uh, more DC news, Michael. Yes, we've kind of covered, but not too much. The um, Superman animated series that's coming out. It's a yeah. It's an Adult Swim show. It's called My Adventures with Superman. Um. It's mm-hmm. like it seems like it's like kind of equal parts starring Superman, Lois, and Jimmy Olsen. Okay, and it's more of like a light-hearted daily planet workplace comedy action romance situation. Sure. That's what yes. it looks like anyway, and it's got like kind of cutesy art. It's kind of like uh, Invincible meets a uh, like an anime, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, you I like the that? visuals in the trailer. I thought it looked uh, that it looked uh, very watchable, very good. Yeah, it looks um like something new at least. You know, it looks uh, different. It doesn't look like I would expect a Superman show to look. Yeah, I really like this idea. The character designs are cool. There's some artists. I can't remember who they are, but there's some artists that I like who were working on this show. And um, I don't know. It just looks like not. It's like that. This is like the antithesis to Snyder Superman a little bit, you know? Yes. It's like 
classic, hopeful, uh, sunny metropolis situation. You know, I'm here for it. I I think everything about the trailer that I saw looks good. Um, well, I'll watch it. Probably not. Um, but that's not that doesn't speak anything about what I think the show will be. I just don't have a lot of time for animated shows. I'll or shows in general. That. Agreed. Understand. Um, this one comes out July 6th on Adult Swim at midnight. I don't know. Mm. Kind of weird. But then it's next day on Max. So okay. That's probably how everyone will watch it, I assume. Um, of course. My only like thing about this is it seems weird that it's like an Adult Swim midnight situation. It does, or, right? Or no. That's weird. Do they still no. have like Toonami, like a little bit older shows, but not they, ones. I on think that, I think so, but I don't. I don't think they call it Toonami anymore. But I think that still exists. I might. I don't. I haven't watched Adult or Cartoon Network in forever, so I don't know. Okay, I think it'd be a better fit from that. Is but... Adult Swim its own channel now, or is it still a part of Cartoon Network? Oh my God, we're such boomers. I don't know. Huh? I th- Gen Z I think doesn't know own... how to write a check. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so tired of that TikTok. Uh-huh. I know. Um, I think but it's actually, a channel. Okay, I'm wow. Sure. Good for them. When I was a kid. Adult in Swim my day, Adult Swim. Cartoon Network. Yeah. Nick at Night was on Nickelodeon. Kids are, Gen Z's like, what's a Toonami? Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. It, had, it stars Jack Quaid and okay. uh, Alice Lee. Okay. Uh, as Lois and Clark. Um and Ishmael Saheed as Jimmy Olsen. It, it looks know. good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm about I'm, it. I'm hype. I will be giving an in-depth review uh yes. at Michael at some point. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, really? we'll see it. It'll be good. Um okay. So uh, moving away from superhero stuff, we got some we got a new TMNT trailer. We did. Um which I thought was going to be in front of Spider-Verse, but I, it was I, not for me. I got the old one. The heck? Theaters are flopping the trailer situation. I know. I like. Bungling it big time. I was supposed to get Barbie in front of Little Mermaid and that didn't happen either. It's just like garbage. Yeah. Anyway, together. Um, I thought this trailer was super strong. It's definitely like we've been saying the spider versification of animated movies. It's got the scratchy yeah. halftone um, like sketch vibe instead of the like pristine clear Pixar uh, clean animation. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think the grunge look fits ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles better than like a, the last CGI ones. You know, I very much agree. I think it looks great. I think this yeah. movie looks great um, on all counts. I'm super excited for it. Yeah. And this is the like Seth Rogen written produced one, something like that. Um, yes. Who normally does solid animation entries and uh I don't know. I'm like I, I'm not a Turtles fan by any means. I watched one of the cartoons growing up, but um, not like I don't think a well-regarded one. I don't know. Um, yeah. and I couldn't tell you too much about the Turtles, but like I think this, I don't know. This looks like it might appeal to other people too. You know, I think like, so too. I think it looks pretty good. I wish we had the opinion of someone who's like a hardcore Turtle fan. Actually, we do. I've talked to Kevin about it. Our coworker, who's like a or ex coworker mm-hmm. who's a, a live sale host who's a big uh, Turtles fan and he's really excited about it too. So maybe it'll be that like that magic sweet spot like new fans and old fans reuniting, you know? Yeah. I think I think um, this is gonna be a big hit. 
Yeah. And it's got a like crazy cast. Um, Hannibal Burris, Rose Byrne, uh, John Cena, Jackie Chan, Ice Cube, um, Post Malone, Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, Maya Rudolph, the works, you know, lots of Ayo Edabiri, um, who's like an upcoming actress. She's playing April. I really like her. So I don't know. Are I we going to review this one? Maybe. I think so. When's it coming out? Yeah. August 2nd. Probably. Sweet. I will see it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Me too. Oh, you know, mm, yeah, it's, it comes out the same day as the Meg. I think the Meg too. <gasps> Why would they do that? That makes me so mad. I have to see one of those or both of them while I'm at Gen Con. That's right. This is upsetting. You know, June is already too stacked, and it just doesn't seem to like. There's no. It's not gonna There's, there's no reprieve. Um. Yeah, because Little Mermaid had like a week to make money before Spider Verse came out. Right, like that was and never gonna... Transformers is. I'm hoping Spider Verse will like maintain its number one spot through the Transformers until release, Flash but... comes out. Yeah, and then Flash right after that. It's just like they're all cannibalizing each other. They're all the same audience, you know. Yeah, it's terrible. Um. Either way, uh, the movies are back, people. Um. <laughs> yeah, come back to the movies. But you know what week. didn't. You know, it didn't do so well because of the very things that I said. Um, What's that? Fast X. It had a very short time to make money and a very short window. And now it's coming out this Friday at home. You can watch it. Wow. That's really I think it's fast. the like rental period thing. It's not like it's free streaming anywhere. Um, sure. What but... is the new normal for streaming turnaround? Or PVOD, whatever. For a good movie, like for something that's making money, it should be at least a couple months. You know, they it's tried it. They tried it during the pandemic, the 14 day thing, and it didn't work out for them. I don't think, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, at first they tried releasing everything strictly at home. And every study shows that more people will watch something at home if it released in theaters first. I think it just seems like more like event viewing if it is coming from theaters to streaming. You know what I mean? Yes. So even if it's not going to make a lot of money in theaters, they're going to put it there. I think, I think that's where we're at now. Um, And it kind of seems like that's maybe what their plan was for fast X. I'm not sure, but regardless, it underperformed compared to all the other fast and furious movies. And it had a gargantuan budget, Michael. There's like, if you think about it, like these movies, even if they're not like looking any better to us, everyone gets a raise in between each movie. And there's like 15 returning stars every single time. They don't kill anyone. And right, because they're family. They're just, yeah. They're paying the writers, the producers, the director more and more and more each time. And we're up to 10 now. So it's just like ballooning. The budget's ballooning, yeah. Michael. They've really endgamed themselves here into whatever they think they're doing. Yeah. Like Jordana Brewster probably makes like a minuscule amount on any other project. But on this, she's like, really cashing in you know oh which, yeah it's interesting i don't know yeah that is weird i don't know i do you think this next one is the last one 10 2 <laughs> yeah so it's tentatively called fast x part 2 which i really hate um or fast 10 it's x right did they ever say i don't know they never say like and the blu-ray will have something different um <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I think maybe what their what their plan is, Michael, is to divide up the the actors and the storyline a little bit. Okay. Um, because 
spoilers for Fast X, I guess. What? Um, at the end credit scene of the first one, we saw the return of uh, Hobbs, a.k.a. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, we already talked about it, but spoilers yeah. again. Um, so we, it's like it stands to reason that he'd be in the next Fast X movie, but it turns out what he says is, uh, this is a quote, um, the next Fast and Furious film you'll see the legendary lawman in will be the Hobbs movie that will serve as a fresh new chapter and set up Fast X Part 2. So we're going to get so, a Hobbs movie before Fast X 2 comes out? Yeah, not even, Still Michael, not even Hobbs and Shaw 2, just Hobbs. I can't. Michael, the ego is insane, I feel like. it's Talk it's, about ballooning. The Rock's head is ballooning. It, it, I've talked about it before. Like, but I look, I like The Rock a lot. But like, keep this in mind. He was the most famous person in his profession. Then he went to Hollywood. Like he like truly, he was the most famous professional wrestler in the world. Very famous. Household name. Blah, blah, blah. People who don't watch wrestling know who the know who the rock is. Very, very famous. And then he goes to Hollywood and he's just the wrestler. You know what I mean? So like he's he's trying to recover that that old thing he had, which I don't think he's ever going to get because it doesn't translate. Being the biggest wrestler in the world does not translate to being the biggest action star in the world. Didn't work out for Hulk Hogan, you know, but like he was doing so well until he he was. But like he I feel like he's just asking for more and more and more from us as he's getting more success. You know, his uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm back. I'm on top. Smell what the rock is cooking. Yeah, I think he just um, because he did have like several hits back to back and was like undeniably one of the biggest action stars of the time, like, you know, yeah. of the last 10 years or so. And then he just like it seemed like he just started to do whatever he wanted and everything had to be centered around him. And it didn't play, I feel like, yeah. you know, yeah, like I his agree. biggest his biggest hits are like when he's with a team, I feel like like the other Fast and Furious movies and like Jumanji was huge. And you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think he works better when he's not the sole focus of it because he's a little boring. I agree. Like he's charismatic. He's great, but it's not, he's not like, I don't want to say boring. What's a better word for that, Michael? Like stale, one dimensional, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. There's not enough diversity in between his role, like to differentiate his role. So, like, we've seen it. We need something new, The Rock. Um, right. So, I don't want a Hobbs movie. I will say that. I, I also do not want a Hobbs movie. I assume they'll do something cool that will make me want to see it and add cool Oscar winning actresses um, and I'll be like, okay, now I'm on board. But as of now, I'm like dreading it. Yeah. Because, because after you, fast in, X, you have to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to see, I'm going to see it through this, this whole franchise, Michael. Um, we have to. Right. Um, but when fast X ended, we said, or a lot of people said that we, that we thought they were setting up a few different films, you know, different divergent, right. divergent, uh, <laughs> Uh, storylines that maybe would come together again in the end, but Hobbs wasn't one of them to me. No, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking that that was where we we're gonna go. But you know what? Looks like but that's where he, we are. He doesn't have anything left, Michael. He has to. Uh, Black Adam flopped, and you know his other recent flops. So now he's going back to Moana. And he's going back to Fast X, and he's is he doing something else? He's gonna be GI Joe again? I don't know. I don't we'll know. See. When's he gonna go back to to wrestling? Well, yeah, that's the ultimate move. Right. Um, 
I mean, they all go back occasionally. They'll be like, hey, remember me? I got a movie. I don't know. I, no, I, I I don't actually think the Rock's ever going to go back. He's never going to have it. He's no, he's never going to have a match again. I think he's done. Would that be too like, like desperate looking? Do you think it? Yes, I think truly the only person he could he could only ever have a match with someone he's never had a match with before. It'd have to be like some weird like he's going to wrestle Kenny Omega or you know some like huge name that the Rock never got to wrestle. Right? Like I think that is the only way Rock ever has another match. What if he came back and wrestled someone who like also left and is big, like a John Cena or something? I know they've probably done it already. John Cena just like, came back. Uh, if they came back together, maybe it would be like... Like a Hollywood, like a box office brawl. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I think Cena's, Cena's done. I think he just had his last little time. Batista's done. He's not coming back. I don't... It's It would have to be somebody younger who he's never worked with. Roman Reigns? That's his cousin. Nah, he's worked. He's worked Roman before. I think. His yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. We'll find that's, out. But that's the that's all the news I have. All right. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from seven to nine p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. And I'm going to go first. I'm picking a book from Unconventional Comics. And I am picking The Sickness, number one. It's a horror comic by Jenna Shah. Um, Looks really, really good. Takes place in the 40s and 50s. Okay. Yeah, looks really cool. I am picking picking, uh, Loki, number one of four. It's a miniseries written by Dan uh, Waters. And um, it's about Loki... I guess saving the Marvel universe was like deadly weapons that have been spread across the uh, the ten realms, and he has to collect them before Ragnarok happens. Of course, something like that, you know. Oh yeah, Loki Loki story to get you ready for the show. How exciting! When is this show starting? Yes, um, sometime. Okay, excellent. Um, I think of I think of the months that are coming up. It comes out in one of them. <laughs> okay, Dylan. Moving on to the news. Then um, I have a question for you. So. Coming up in two weeks, uh, Magic the Gathering is launching their new set, the Lord of the Rings set. There's some name. I forget what it's called, but it's the Lord of the Rings set. Okay. Um, do you, are you familiar with any of the stuff uh, sent um, around this release? No. So um, this is a big deal. This is a real big deal. Obviously, Bedrock is going to have it, so come down and get your, get your boosters. However... So there's a type of booster pack in Magic the Gathering called collector boosters. And those booster packs are normally $25 to $30 for one pack. And you're paying for the high rarity cards. It's like they're, they're, You're, you're going to get more high rarity cards in those packs. So the collector's boosters for the One Ring, I'm sorry, the Lord of the Rings, are going to be closer to $50 a pack. However, there is a one of one 
the one ring card. They're only printing one, and it's going to be in a collector booster pack. Wow. Um, yes. And so this has been like a big thing of like, is it going to go to some streamer or something? Or do you actually have a chance to go and find this thing? And there's been, so it's been a saga for the past couple of weeks of people putting out bounties. The first one was uh, the, there's a Magic the Gathering collector named Dan Bach who put out uh, a bounty of $100,000. Said whoever gets this card, gives it to me, I'll give you $100,000. And it's just, it's been going on and on and on. Um, it is currently up to $500,000 um, by Cassius Marsh, who is a uh, linebacker for the Chicago Bears. Dang, okay. Yes. He, so Marsh, a couple weeks ago, or earlier in the week, put down $150,000. But everybody's like, that's too low, that's too low. And then there's a game store that put 309000 He's like, all right. 500,000. I got NFL money. You know. So currently, I expect it to go higher. I honestly, I honestly, Dylan, I think that's too low. There's only one. There you I I don't even know how you evaluate that. You know, like how do you assess a value for you that? Yeah, there's nothing to compare it to. This it's it's crazy. You have to compare it to the most expensive Magic the Gathering card, which would be Black Lotus. Um, and that one is also expensive, but like again, that one last sold for five hundred and eleven thousand two years ago. So like this has to go it's, for more than that. This has to. Michael Capitalism oh. is great, but like this is one of those things that just triggers my. This is disgusting. Uh, response, Isn't it? You know, people are starving. Like, right, right. Isn't this crazy? Like, a little, this... it's a piece of paper when it comes down to it. Right, but uh, you know, this football player really wants it. So, I say um... that as someone who professionally sells expensive pieces of paper. You know, like, <laughs> right. I get it. I understand. But like, and also, you collect things yourself too. So, like... yeah, I buy expensive pieces of paper as well. But that's a different scale. We're we're talking different a different league here, and just well, yeah, the National Football League. Maybe I'm just jelly, but uh, it's kind of gross. So, so anyway, well, I'll keep you up to date if the if the bounty goes even higher. But uh, I I think I I would imagine if I pulled it, I'm just not going to tell anybody until it's calmed down, and then I have a chance to sell it. Like because they should have set up like a um, lottery style like tracking you know know where what store it goes what, to what if what if it. it's what if it's in like a they, may, they probably will know but like what if it's at a like what if it's in a shipment that gets like water damaged or something you know what i mean like what if there's like a flood or something or what if you know like what if nobody if it doesn't pulls get it? sold for a while you know what, right what if it goes to a location that doesn't move all their packs and i feel like they have to have orchestrated it some in have, some way to make, that, to. to make sure that doesn't happen yeah. you have to I assume it'll, it'll go to, you know, some, it won't be a surprise. I think it's not just going to go to some guy in Iowa. You know what I mean? But yeah. I guess we'll see in a couple of weeks. If it gets pulled in that first day, you know, that's just, then you definitely know they orchestrated it. Okay. Moving on from tabletop to video gaming. Um, Vampire the Masquerade Justice is, was just announced. It is a VR title coming out later this year. And as you know, I'm a big Vampire the Masquerade fan. Um, it's a little frustrating though because Bloodlines 2 
is the multiple year delayed game that they still insist is not canceled. Um, okay. And they've released um, uh, three other World of Darkness ga- video games. Um, but <laughs> in between these delays, um, there's a little trailer that doesn't show you much, but I'm excited for it. I don't currently do VR at all, but this w- might sway me if it was. I don't know. VR seems a little expensive for me. Do you VR at all, Dylan? No, but I did I'm... see that new Apple reveal. It looked pretty cool. Of course, and it's it was like thirty eight hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, like, look, I think VR seems really neat, but I don't think I play games enough to make it worthwhile. Um, it's however, too early to make it like consumer friendly for us, you know, right, right, for the casuals. However, yeah. like, if someone has a VR and buys Masquerade, let me know. I want. I'm. I'm gonna come over. Um. Hey. All right. Moving on to some TV and movie news here. Um, so John Carpenter, Dylan, John Carpenter, famous horror director, John Carpenter. I've heard of um, him. He's directing a new TV series, but he directed it from his house. So he's got a new show coming out called Su- John Carpenter's Suburban Screams. Um, he hasn't directed a feature film since 2010. That movie was called The Ward and it was bad. Um, but anyway, uh, we don't know anything about this show, really. Other than what he said this weekend at Texas Frightmare, which is a con that was in Dallas this past weekend. And Carpenter says, I just finished directing remotely a TV series called Suburban Screams. Uh, John John Carpenter's Suburban Screams. Uh, it was filmed in Prague. I sat on my couch and directed it. It was awesome. What does that Even mean? Spell Prague. <laughs> you can't. Uh, <laughs> but, but actually, though, like, did he actually direct this thing or did they just pay him to put his name on it? Is it a vanity credit? Um, but he says he directed it from his couch. It's a really weird story, and I don't know. Nobody knows anything about what this project is, really. So maybe he like zoomed in and gave some input, and they're like, "Yeah, you're directing it. it." And really, like someone else is like, "All right, let's actually get this stuff done." You know, probably so. But uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, I'll let you know as we get further into it. Um, we got our first. Um, sneak peek image of David Gordon Green's The Exorcist Believer. I don't know if I knew that it was titled The Exorcist Believer until this article. Have we heard that before? I haven't. I thought it was The Exorcist again. Okay. Yes, it is The Exorcist colon Believer. The new Blumhouse uh, reboot, reimagining whatever of The Exorcist franchise directed by and probably unfortunately David Gordon Green um, (laughs) coming out this year on October 13th. Um, They released a little picture and it doesn't really tell you much. Is that David Gordon Green? I don't know who that is. I think it is. Yeah. So that looks like a behind the scenes sort of photo, but cool. Uh, We have to be getting a trailer soon, right? Like we get trailers for stuff like super early these days. So when does it come out? You said October 13th, a couple like four months. Yeah. Maybe the next month or so. Yeah. Next month. Probably cool. Yeah. Um. Okay, Dylan, are you familiar? You're you're a you're a you're an app guy. You like apps, right? We all like apps on our phones, right? Yes, Grant. Yes, Grandpa, I like yeah. apps. Yeah, you like apps. You know, Calm. You ever heard of Calm? Yeah, the sleep app. It's the one that yeah. you uh, can download. Oh, by the way, uh, put uncanny promo code at uh, checkout to get six months free of Calm. Um, no, but anyway, so Calm is one <laughs> of those um apps to help you sleep or something. They have like I have I don't know they. 
rain sounds, people talking, ASMR, you know, whatever it is. They have that like you a need. Harry Styles ASMR like story that he'll read to you. Okay. Well, they got a ghost face one. <laughs> so this I, I saw this. I was like, wow, this Scream 6 marketing just doesn't stop. Um I guess gotta push that digital release. Um so they're they're billing it as Ghostface's um failed audition for the Calm app. So it's just a, a seven minute YouTube video. It's not actually on the app, but it's on their um on their failed YouTube channel. Audition. Yeah, it's it's pretty cute. I listened to a couple of minutes of it and I got bored. How but long is it? Seven minutes or so. Oh, interesting. No, not long, right? It's his audition tape. It's not a full Calm production. They should have done. They should have gone all in. I, cool. I, what's the? This feels very like phoned in. No pun intended with Ghostface, but um. Anyway, so go check that out on YouTube. It is pretty fun. Um, we got. I, I got a piece of Dark Tower. Mike Mike Flanagan's Dark Tower news, Dylan. That'll give you make you eye roll. Um, right. It's got the Stephen King stamp of approval. Um. Stephen King Whoa. said uh, he retweeted. That's rare. To, yeah. He never he never gives that out. He never does that. Wow. He never does that. Um, and uh, yeah, there was a, a he, Stephen King retweeted something and said the writer happens to agree about the show being very, um, looking very good. So there we go. You have the Stephen King seal of approval. The joke is, well, folks, if you haven't, if you don't know, Stephen King, before any project comes out, will tell you it's it's great. He said the last Dark Tower movie was really good. Um, he's so the it, biggest cheerleader for every adaptation of his work. project yeah and, and the flash yeah well you got a paycheck on that one he's a team player but either way i am very much looking forward to this obviously um so keep you up to uh, up to date on all the newest dark tower news speaking of stephen king we did get a trailer for a new documentary called king on screen it's a stephen king documentary um about Stephen King adaptations comes out in theaters on August 11th and then on demand on my birthday September 8th um i and it, it's it's a, a it's a who's who of horror people um sort of talking about how influential Stephen King movie movie adaptations and TV adaptations are um and the trailer's out for it and it looks it looks like a lot of fun it looks like a, a something i would definitely go to the theater to watch uh what do you think about the trailer Dylan um, I love it for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the, right. So that's, I don't think it appeals to people who aren't like super into it though. Like, you know, like I don't like, I see yeah. this and it's exciting, but on the same token, I feel like I'm not going to get any new information out of this. You know, I feel yeah, like it's just going like to be an echo chamber of man. Isn't misery great. Yeah. I feel like it's like, all the Stan Lee documentaries, it's like, we know, you know, like I get it. He's important. <laughs> right. And I feel like it's weirder when they come out when they're alive. I don't know. It is okay. This documentary, you would think he's dead. Uh, for sure. It, what's really interesting is to me that it's getting a limited theatrical release. Like for what? Like this this does not seem like a movie that would get released in theaters. Um it it is giving just YouTube interviews, you know, which yeah, I mean, it seems really cool, and it's cool to hear these different people's perspective. But like, it's it's I weird, don't know. Um, but they're going to be interviewing Mike Flanagan, um, Vincenzo Natali, Greg Nicotero, Mark Lester, D. Wallace, Tim Curry, and James Kahn. Um, 
go check out the trailer. Um, it's interesting at the very least. No, Andy Muschietti. Snubbed. How dare they? Snubbed. Snubbed. Um, two more pieces of news here. Um, Dylan, I know you're excited about Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. I know you're very excited. I actually excited. am. You're being sarcastic, but I'm very excited about it. I, I am too, actually. After so, I expect this to be pretty decent, or at least for I love mess. For I expect it to look good at the very least. Because so anyway, if you're not familiar, Rebel Moon is the Zack Snyder script that uh, got quote unquote denied to be a Star Wars movie um by disney and so he's now making his own sci-fi movie on netflix called rebel moon and we have star wars at home (laughs) pretty much pretty much um but the plot synopsis is the following a peaceful colony on the edge of of the galaxy is threatened by the armies of a tyrannical regent named balisarius desperate people dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from neighborhood neighboring planets to help them make a stand. All right. Um, <laughs> Where's the moon? Uh, it's in the sky, Dylan. But anyway, we got uh, a bunch of behind the scenes photos, but these look very polished and very trailer ready. Um, and also very brown. It's a lot of, did you look at these pictures, Dylan? No, I'm going to look at them now. Okay. Yeah. Are they not I, Star Warsy? Um, Go ahead and click on that link I sent from bloody on the bloody disgusting article. They're towards the bottom of that of the article. Um, okay, so it's from Vanity Fair. Some of them look Star Warsy, but it looks like if Star Wars was a, a video game. I <laughs> know, so I don't think it does. It looks like Mad Max in space to me. Yeah, it doesn't look Star Warsy enough. It looks very dirty, um, very brown, very Zack Snyder. But well, it's kind of TV show. It does look very TV show, but what's well, Netflix, you know, but I am excited to watch this because I think it'll be. Look, Zack Snyder can make stuff look cool. At the very least, I don't know. His last Netflix movie didn't look that cool. The zombie I, one. I didn't watch that one. Uh, I'm not excited anymore. I've completely shifted my opinion from 30 seconds ago. Um, <laughs> wow. I was hoping it would look very Star Warsy and like a knockout, like lightsabers and like. Oh, there might be. I like that Ebony Maw guy they got there. He's cool looking. Um, this just looks it, like generic, like Sci-Fi Channel from it does. 2005. Like, so, um, Def- Defiance. So, what was that show called? I don't know. I don't know, like but that. Dylan, I have a quote for you here that you know right. Zack Snyder's really big on like putting himself over. No. Um, so his his is him talking to to THR. This is me growing up as an Akira Kurosawa fan, a Star Wars fan. It's my love of sci-fi and a giant adventure. My hope is that this also becomes a massive IP and a universe that can be built out. So he's comparing himself to Akira Kurosawa and Star Wars. Like, okay, relax. Like, Akira Kurosawa, obviously one of the most legendary filmmakers from Japan and whatever, (laughs) made one of the most respected samurai films. No, the most respected samurai film of all time. Uh, but yeah, he's like that, you know, it's kind of like that. Uh, hmm. And also I will tell you that there is a going to, so it is a already an IP with another property attached to it. There is a tabletop role-playing game coming out for it. I don't know cool. anything about it. So anyway, uh, rebel moon, we'll keep you posted on all the rebel moon details. Last bit here. We got a new trailer for Talk to Me, the new A24 horror movie. Um, 
about the possessed hand that when you when you shake it and say the magic words, uh, you get possessed for a little bit. Uh-huh. I, I like this trailer a whole lot. I think this looks great. Yeah. I'm hoping it didn't show too much because it did kind of it show does, a lot. It does look like it's it does look like that. Like, but I'm still gonna enjoy it regardless, I'm sure. Um the the talking point or the 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 description here is quote, a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand. They become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Yeah. Um, it looks really cool. I think I think you're safe to watch this trailer. If there's any more, I think we probably won't watch them. Yeah, I don't think there will be. I hope anyway. There there is a final trailer out for Insidious the Red Door, and I already don't care about that property, but I feel like there's no way that that doesn't just give you the whole movie. Yeah, I'm intentionally skipping that one. I saw that came out today. Yeah, I I skipped it for that reason. I mean, I don't like I said, I don't care about Insidious really, but um. Wow. Or, or about like the secrets that that trailer might hold. But anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it for all my news this week. Let's hear about those tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7 p.m. till around 9 Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Verse 2, <laughs> Across, Across the, Spider-verse. the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse, Part 1, kind of. Um, they dropped that. They did, right? Okay, so yes. anyway, spoilers for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. If you have avoided them, I would recommend you continue to do so, because the movie is good and is worthy of not being spoiled. So this is your last warning. Spoilers are about to come and happen. So there you go. That's your warning. All right. So Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse came out this week. And man, I was so excited for this movie, Dylan. Like, when did the first one come out? Like, I don't know. 2018, I think. Uh, So uh, it still feels so fresh. Like, I still remember that movie so well. Um, Yeah. it, It is so fresh in my mind. It's such a excellent film uh, i love that first one um so i was i was a little so i was very excited for this movie but i was also very nervous that it wasn't going to be as good as the first one because it's Same. so that's so hard to live up that second album right like it's so hard to live up to those to that hype but i was very excited to go see this how about you dylan yeah i was extremely excited i feel like i don't know i've been wanting like a movie that i'll that i like can like feel pretty confident that i'll love you know it's been yeah. especially at the summer there's a lot of um 
like not maybe subpar movies that come out so i was like very just like excited and re- like refreshed to just experience something amazing and and i wasn't disappointed yes absolutely um all right so uh boy where do we start let's talk about um the cast i guess so. okay all right um the returning cast was great you have shameek moore as uh miles Haley seinfeld as uh gwen and the rest <laughs> yeah I, they were great jake johnson um who does jake johnson play peter b parker oh yeah 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 i'm looking at letterbox and it only gives me names yeah you're good um, um but then the, the new well what do you think of the returning people i thought they were great man i thought like well so gwen um got a lot more to do in this um yeah i'm really happy about a that very expanded role which was awesome because gwen was really really cool and yeah and i like definitely that, like a scene stealer in the first one yeah and and in this one um we could talk about it a little bit more but um i liked that it wasn't just miles all the time like you had plenty of scenes that miles wasn't in or wasn't involved with or wasn't there you know he didn't need to be in every single scene to yeah to be good and because Gwen got to stand on her own and be her own character not just reflecting miles you know and this one is significantly longer so like a lot longer you could honestly just see it as you're still getting like the same amount of miles that you were expecting, but like with a bunch of extra Gwen stuff, you know? Exactly. So I don't think, I don't think there's any, I don't, I wouldn't think anyone would be disappointed by that. You know, I, I wouldn't think so either. Cause the movie's two hours, and, two hours and 20 minutes. This movie's pretty long for an animated film. Yeah, extremely. Um, but I thought, I don't know. She just like, first of all, Haley Steinfeld pretty much only does good projects. She has like a really good agent or like a really good taste or something. Cause she's got like arcane and bumblebee and right. Hawkeye and, and this and like something about it. like, she's always got that fresh tomato, you know? Um, yep. So I feel like she always brings something to, especially the voice roles. Like arcane was just like, is regarded as like one of the best animated series ever. And Spider-Verse is regarded as one of the best animated movies ever. So it's just crazy that she's in both, but I thought they gave her so much like more depth and, um, I think she was like honestly the like more than anyone else in the movie the one with the arc like more of a character arc maybe um yes Miles certainly had one too which we'll discuss but um I thought there's just like the the depth of the uh, of like her relationship with her dad was really prominent like it the movie so opened good. with like a 15 minute Gwen vignette I feel like you know Yeah it did and I thought that was really interesting um and yeah, and I loved how visually different um, the scenes with Gwen and her dad were. Like, the backgrounds um, were completely different, and they the the colors moved differently. It was just, it was completely different, and it was really they interesting. A, yeah, they did a super good job emulating the Robbie Rodriguez art from mm-hmm. the comics. Like, the color palette and the, like, the brush strokes, everything it was just, like if someone just made it move, you know, it was like, like the way they adapted it was amazing. I thought. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so as for the new cast, the biggest new additions, I think you have um, Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara, Jason Schwartzman as spot. Yeah. Who am I missing? 
Um, you got Issa Rae as Jess Drew, uh, Spider right. Woman. Um, you got Daniel Kaluuya as uh, Spider Brown. Oh, yeah. yes, oh, he was Spider-Punk. great. Yeah, I thought Spider Punk um, was so cool, man. You have a you had a tiny little scene with Rachel Dratch. Uh, I thought she, she was I, funny. Though. I love Rachel Dratch so much. I love um, that they made it look like her too. I know. You know, I was like, wow, that 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 really looks like Rachel Dratch. Oh, it is Rachel Dratch. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's very funny. Yeah, there were other there were other like new of cast course. members like, but those were I think the biggest roles. The stand-ups. and then obviously his parents, Brian Tyree Henry, returning and um, Luna, Luna Lauren Velez, Velez as his mom. Yeah, and I I think there were no weak links at all in this casting. Everybody was good. Yeah, I think especially after the first one, they got to like really. I'm sure they had like no questions asked. We're like, you want to be in this movie? I was like, yes, of course. You <laughs> yes, know, please. like. Um, and it's not like the most famous people, you know, even right. it's like, it doesn't feel like stunt casting, like a little bit like the Mario movie, you know, it feels like they just like, who are you really good at this? Pitbull wasn't in it? Or like a Trolls World Tour, like, you right, know, right, right. Like, like you get is all Justin the... Timberlake the best right. man for the job. No, like, it seems like they just like had their dream picks and they're like, we're able to do it. That's what they it wanted like names anyway. for a poster, right? Yeah. But this one, yeah, for sure. Outside of maybe like Oscar Isaac and Jason Schwartzman, Daniel Kaluuya, no one else is like a huge name, you know. And even then, like Oscar Isaac is the only one that I would say is like in the like huge name category. Agreed. Yeah. And yeah, and that's great. Um, man. Okay. Um, I don't know where, where do you what do you want to talk about, Dylan? You want to talk about the uh, the story here? I think the story. Yeah, I agree. So I think the story was um, very compelling. I so I did not feel the runtime at all. I didn't feel the two twenty at all. Like it, I it could have been longer. Um, yeah, they could have kept going. Right, like when the movie eventually ended, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I I knew I knew something was going to happen with this cliffhanger ending because like as I looked at my watch, I was like, "This is almost over. This yeah. is not wrapping up. Or otherwise, it's going to be a very unsatisfactory ending, and that doesn't seem right." Um, but the I was story feeling the same way. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think about the story, Dylan? Um. Okay. So I've kind of I've had a little bit of a roller coaster. I've seen it twice now. Oh, cool. Um, I wish I'd seen it twice, but. The first time I saw it, I like I did feel a little like a little like tinge of disappointment when it ended because it's just of like how part one it is, you know, right. like of course, truly no. Um, I felt like there was truly no uh, like um, conclusion to any of the storylines. No resolution. But like the more I thought about it and the more I saw or after I saw um, it a second time, I feel like we got like. A bunch of emotional storylines wrapping up in this one mm-hmm. um mainly just for miles and and gwen actually um i was thinking about why it felt like complete in a way even though n- literally nothing that they set up narratively wraps up in my opinion um so i i, I understand the complaint of it being narrative narratively unsatisfying but i think you had the two you had like two storylines with miles and gwen where he's learning about how to be more independent 
you know um because yeah. he's like i just want to be part of the spider team like that's so cool you know and he kind of learns about how to be his own spider-man and be independent and gwen is the opposite she's she breaks up with her band um in the first scene right you know and she has to learn like how to work with a team and how to rely on other people and you know work with a group you know and i like how it made them more complete people in the end because they both embraced like the opposite directions that they needed to head towards you know um absolutely so i thought it was super refreshing just to see like two like completely opposite storylines just like going in the opposite directions but also culminating in a yeah yeah but culminating in like a really complete way and i i fully agree i think like while we didn't get an end point resolution like we i think we still got enough of direction and growth and like trajectory to be okay with it like i i i was not disappointed by the uh by the cliffhanger ending um but i think this the relationships uh between between um the characters particularly miles and his parents gwen and her parents or father um miles and gwen and then all the other new characters having their side relationships were just so compelling everything was just so well written and just remarkably interesting and there there was references to like really like not comic booky stuff too like in this movie like there was like eastern philosophy reference in this movie like like stuff that i would not expect in this movie you know and there was just some really interesting things that this movie brought up and i thought it was a very very compelling film um which is really weird to say about spider-man the animated film you know but i think um this is one of the best films that I've seen uh, in a long time. Yeah. And I think, I think oh, the only part of the disappointment was for me is that I think they should have kept the part one, honestly. I do, I do too. I think it'd be a little bit more honest to um, market so, it that way. Do we know why they didn't do that? I just think they don't sell as well if you call something part one, because everyone's like, oh, maybe I'll wait for, to see the whole thing, you know, oh, to, yeah. to get the whole story. Um, sure. So my my main complaint is the marketing. I think they should have done that. And my only other, uh, well, I guess to expand on that, I, I I used to be very tell a complete story in your whole movie. That's what we paid for. Yeah. But I'm like starting to change a little bit, like with Infinity War and like Dune and this. It's like if you're committed to doing both and you like have a clear plan, you can and earn it's it. gonna happen. Then like it, I'm open to like you earning that i agree right yeah i feel like this film earned it dune earned it infinity war earned it fast x did not right like because you get the sense that there's no plan for the next fast x in my opinion right i agree and i'm sure there is i'm sure there's a wouldn't it be cool if you know yeah but this one i just feel you just know that they have like a solid storyline for everyone like meticulously planned out that we're going to get to see in a year in 10 months you know right so i'm okay with it 100 um, percent and I think this movie will work even better when I see the next one. Um, because like all the loose threads and things that I'm not really sure, like kind of left in mm-hmm. the wind will be tied up, I hope. Um, yeah. And okay. But yeah, my main complaint, not even the plot was the sound mixing, Michael. I know we've talked okay, about I've this seen, private. I, we've talked about this privately. Okay. So I've seen this online and on Twitter. I did not have the experience at all. 
I was I saw, it in, I saw it in Dolby, so I had no issues. I don't know if that's specifically to my Dolby. I know not all Dolby's are created equal, but the the one in First Colony is very good. Yeah. Um, I will say the second time I went was a good Dolby as well. The Willow Book Dolby is really good. Okay. Um, that's specifically why I chose that theater and that screen. <laughs> um, because Dolby, like at its best, is like borderline too loud, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it balanced out the quiet problems with this. But for those who don't know, I'm maybe they'll fix it by now. But when we saw it our first time in a regular old VIP screen, um, there were a lot of points where we couldn't understand what they were saying because the other sounds were so much louder than the voice. Like Gwen's whole monologue at the beginning truly didn't get all of it. I was like, what is she saying? And at the end, when she's talking about her team, I just were like, I guess she was saying something. And every time they were talking during a battle, um, wow. I caught maybe two thirds of it. You wow, know? that sucks. Um, and it was just so quiet. It's like someone didn't turn the volume up. So hmm. it's like someone saying, had the vocal slider all the way down or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like the the mids were too. Yeah. That's weird. I was convinced we were like missing an audio channel or something like that because I was like, this is clearly isn't right. <laughs> and right. then I went on Twitter right at the movie and we all we were all like, did that sound horrible? And we we're like, yeah. So it, w- it wasn't me. And I went on Twitter and it's like a nationwide thing. And they're they're encouraging. They're like, talk to your projectionist and tell them to turn it up to 7.6 or whatever. And it's like, no one's going to do that. And that's not our responsibility. You should mix it in a way that will sound good for everyone. Like, I'm sure what happened was they like meticulously mixed it in a way that sounded amazing in their Dolby level um, screen, you know? Um, yeah. But you you have to format it in a way that will work for everyone. And they didn't seem to care to do that. So I'm hoping they fix it for, I don't know, the next week. Because these things are just screening file, like uh, streaming files now, you know? It's not like sending it off. So right. they could easily make an edit. Um, but of that's course. such a minor complaint even though it did like kind of derail the beginning of the movie for me. But um, that's my only complaint with this is like, they need to fix that. That's crazy to tell us to talk to our projectionists. Yeah. Like that's truly like the, the quote is uh, Phil Lord said it um, quote, spider verse friends. If you get to the theater early and want a fun mission, ask someone to check that the theater volume is set at reference seven. If it sounds a bit quiet, invite them to turn it up a touch to 7.5. If they give you flack, tell them we said it was okay. It's really what? wild. Who's no. do- I mean, look, I mean, respectfully, who's doing that? I don't need to help you calibrate the sound for your own movie, sir. <laughs> love right. your writing. Love, love, love your work. But no. <laughs> right. That all that um, all being said, like I so I. I so you said you didn't have those issues in, in your Willowbrook Dolby. So. It was still kind of quiet, like it could tell it was a little muted, um, but I could understand everything. So it was so much better. So if you haven't seen it yet, I would I would suggest going to like an IMAX, a Dolby, a, a AMC Prime, X, XD, XD at Cinemark, one of the enhanced sound ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fully, fully agree there. Um, boy, what else? OK, what all else the spider spider characters. Oh, man, there were so like many. cameos. Yeah. There were Is there so any many highlights for you. Um, I really liked um, I don't know how to say his name. the 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 one from India, Spider Man India, Spider Man well, Paviter something. Yeah, yeah, Paviter. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I thought I thought he was really interesting, and I liked his um little vignette from New. Oh, what was the name of the city? New, like New Mombasa or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, 
that was a really interesting scene. I thought he was really cool. And I also, I was, I thought the spot was going to be kind of lame. If yeah. from the trailer, so the spot was going to be kind of lame and he wasn't. Uh, I thought the spot was actually better than I expected him to be. I expected him to be pretty stupid. Well, he was kind of lame by design, which worked for me, you know? Right. Well, well, you know what I mean? Like lame is in like actually not interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. But like they, I, I got swerved by the trailer, I guess. Yeah. Agreed. I'm excited yeah. to see what he does next, even though I feel like he might be a little sidelined in the next one. Not sure, but yeah. Um, I was but, impressed. Like, I don't know why, um, but like every time there was a spider character that was like brand new, like there's, there were characters in this movie that premiered like a few months ago in the comics. It's kind of wild to me. Like um, there was one that I read in the edge of spider verse book from, from this year uh, called sun spider. Yeah. Um, and they, they, their name is like Charlotte and they, they have like two like crutch web, web shooter things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That was a really cool character. And like the dinosaur spider character and um, they had spectacular Spider-Man, which I think is a really good, the best Spider-Man animated series. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a little bit of Scarlet spider played by Andy Samberg. <laughs> um, he was really funny. Which I could see people being upset, I guess, if they're a big Scarlet Spider fan, but he was just like cartoonishly brooding, which I right. thought was funny. I don't know. I thought I mean, it um, works well. I will say, and we also got obviously a couple live action references. We got a glimpse of a. It wasn't new footage, but it was cool to see the live action stuff. We saw the Mrs. Chen thing in the the Twitter leak or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was you know we did get the Toby verse and the uh you know Garfield verse. And we got the Donald Glover Prowler. That was great thing. That was really cool. Yeah, I loved that. I'm sure Ron played for that. I think I bet he did. Yeah, because he played Uncle Aaron in the MCU Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. You have to assume that's only a matter of time, aka the next movie when Tom Holland is in it. You know, because right, there's not much left to do because you have to like keep out doing yourself. I think right. I think Tom um, Holland will have to be in it, in it, and not just reusing footage. Yeah, I feel like they'll do something like that. Um, I thought it was interesting that all these spider characters were... There were a lot of, like, quote, like, main Spider-Verse characters that weren't in the movie. Like Jessica Drew and Silk and... uh, Yeah. Like, Superior Spider-Man and, like, lots of, uh, like, staple Spider-Verse characters that they didn't show. And, like, I'm assuming they have plans for them later or something. I'm sure. Maybe they just wanted to do their own thing either way. But um, I thought this is like the multiverse level that I think Doctor Strange should have been, you know, like truly wild. I know you can accomplish so much more with animation, but like, of course, the scope was just so much off the charts, more believable, which is weird to say. But like what I would expect from a multiverse wacky thing, you know, I agree. I think um, the multiversal aspect of this worked very, very well. And Oscar Isaac really brought it as 2099. He was great. Um, yeah. He was so good. Um, and I believe his motivation now. Oh, is he? Yeah, twenty ninety nine specifically. Okay, move He's over a Pedro Pascal. Come on. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think, man, he he was really great. I think, um, all of the man, all of the multiversal stuff was so interesting. I, I thought Hobie was really really cool. I loved his attitude. Um, I man, I think. I don't, I guess my I'm trying to think of like if I had another like a standout like moment that I would just really like 
And I think the 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 final chase scene where O'Hara is chasing um, Miles through the city or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was so well crafted and so well done. Um, I like that that scene a whole lot. The action's insane, like truly. It's so um, good, and I don't like action scenes generally. Like I, I a lot of times we'll get bored during action scenes because I know tr- I know what's gonna happen or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's just, I know we touched on it, but the animation is like, oh, it's gorgeous and truly insane. You could pause any frame and make it your wallpaper. You know, it's right. Absolutely. Like you could tell that this was so like, I don't know. I feel like I can tell in movies when the animators like hate it. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm sure people really suffered to make this, but it seemed like there was a really like passion behind it, you know? And then you'll see like a transformer six and it just seems like everyone's like, ugh. (laughs) more right. metal shards I'll, I'll make these you know it just seems like this th- seems so creatively fulfilling to make this world because it was so diverse and Absolutely. colorful and i don't know i could just watch it on mute it's so good i i agree and i it did was, the first time yeah caught him beautiful absolutely beautiful film um let's let's rate it dylan okay oh, do, we, do we have anything else we need to talk about like i love I, I actually now that i'm sitting with it more i thought the cliffhanger ending was really good i like bad guy miles i think that's really cool like like the design of him yeah we didn't want to talk about prowler miles but i think he looks great i think he looks yeah, so cool he looks so cool yeah like my theater popped so hard when miles like showed up with like the the braids or whatever and it was like looking really really cool like man that's that's really cool i love it can you help me out, Michael? Because yes, of course I can. Was there? I don't think you'll have an answer for me now. But was there another movie that did this exact thing where someone's going like home or to like uh, their established universe, and then someone else is also going to that room, and they're like in two separate areas, but they go into that area and they're not there, and that's how you find out that they're in like a different reality or something like that. Like I, I feel like I've seen that exact thing before, and it's really bothering me. It it the, does sound familiar. I can't help you right now. I can't help you right now. It does. It's not coming to me. But listeners, if you know, like when Gwen goes to his room, it's like, oh, he's in the wrong universe, and it's like <sighs> suspenseful music, and like that exact story beat I've seen before, but I don't know where. There's no multiverse movies that that could it, be. But... You, you might be thinking. You might be thinking wrong with multiverses. It might be like some sort of a going to save someone. It's it's like in um, Dark Knight. Right, like when they go to save, uh, what's her name, and they go to the wrong warehouse, and then, yeah, it might be something like but, that. But something like that, not Dark Knight. You would have pulled that out, but like, you know, there's something like that. But anyway, I like that. I like that when they do that. When it seems like two things are converging, and then you're like, psych, it's not. I love that. So it was Me cool. Too. Let's rate it. Um, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I, I did. I struggled between four and a half and five. I settle on five. Settle, settle on five. So did I. Yep. Five stars. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is also my 10th five star film on Letterboxd. High praise. High, yeah, absolutely. And I don't have the first one rated, so I don't know what I, I, don't, I don't know what I so reviewed only, it as. We only have till March for the next one, Michael. It's That's not incredible. That he, not even I'm, that far away. I'm so ready, dude. Very, very exciting. But, but first, we have to get through Transformers. Do you want to pre... Uh, uh, yes, you want to pre-rank um, Transformers? I am going yeah. to say 1-5. I'm going to say 2. Nice. Nice. 
Um, but I will say the last Transformers I saw in theaters, not Bumblebee, I don't consider that a Transformers movie, no. um, was the only first and only movie I've ever fallen asleep in. So wow, last night or something, I don't know. So right. I'm really hoping the bar is low. I'm hoping it's better than that. I want to be conscious for this one. Look, I gave Fast X a two. I think this is going to be worse than Fast X. That's what I'm going. I don't with. know. My heart's saying too. We'll see. We'll find out next week. But anyway, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.